Avengers Spotlight! Hello everybody and welcome to Back to the Bins slash Avengers Spotlight. I am Paul Spataro and that is Dr. Bill Robinson. What's and up, Doc? I I um I don't know what I am. I am what I am. So you're Papa. I, I could be the Alpha and the Omega. So we are doing Avengers Spotlight. <laughs> no today. comment on that one. You're just gonna go right by that. Good call. <laughs> and we were going to cover the next issue in the Caps Caps Cookie Quartet run, and we will get to that eventually. But we decided to jump around a little because technically we are not a uh, index show. An index show. We are a just a Avengers focus show. So we decided to just pick a different point in Avengers history to go. And today we have Avengers number 102, uh, which has a publishing date of August of 1972. Where were you in August of 72, Bill? I was three years old, and my uh, biological father was probably leaving me at that time. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Did I go too deep Good on memories. That? Good times. <laughs> That's okay. I was nine and on the cusp of wanting to get into comic books. Mm. So the cover to our issue by uh, Rich Buckler and inked by Joe Sinnott shows the Grim Reaper. With an Who, ex- let me tell you, that's a guy that has a hard time going to the bathroom. His scythe looks exceptionally long in that cover. And let me tell you, you it's gonna pretty, kind of hard to unzip a fly with that thing. I would think. And he is standing, uh, yelling at the vision with a tube behind him, a stasis tube. And he says, the human body in there can be yours, Vision. Now help the me kill the right. Avengers. Oh, <laughs> help me kill the Avengers and I'll destroy it. And it says, my brother, the Grim Reaper. And we have floating heads above it of the Scarlet Witch, Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor. What do you think? <laughs> I think uh, the Grim Reaper thinks he's Monty Hall. Uh, he wants to make a deal? Let's make a deal. Take what's in the stasis tube or what I have in my pocket. I think it's of a pretty, I can't cool, get it. pretty cool cover. I, I, I dig it. It's got, yeah. it, does, it does have the border, like a white border around it. Mm. Yeah, but you know what? Which is my favorite thing, but it doesn't stand out in this one. It Because it stands out on the left side and the bottom. But not so much the top, because you could be, like, looking through some type of window. Yeah. Although there is a melted wall there. So, I mean, it's not too bad. Yeah, it, it doesn't really jump out at you like it did in some of the other ones we've looked at over the last few years. 
Uh, I like the fact that you see Iron Man Iron Man's eyeballs through his eye slits. <laughs> Jeepers, creepers, where'd you get those peepers? You know, this this is you know in my wheelhouse of issues. This is in, not issues of of errors. You know, this this is really just you know like the comic book era that I or among the comic book errors that I love the most. So I will give you the synopsis from the Marvel Wiki, and then we'll take a look at this book. Responding to an anonymous letter, the Vision travels to a frozen food locker in a warehouse on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. There he is met by the Grim Reaper, who offers him a proposition. If the Vision aids the Grim Reaper in getting revenge on the Avengers, he will transfer the Vision's mind into the body of Wonder Man, since the Vision's brain patterns are based on that of the deceased hero, the Grim Reaper believes that Vision is his brother. The Reaper has been preserving Wonder Man's body since his death while fighting the original team of Avengers. And then in parentheses it says, in Avengers 9, and he blames the Avengers for his brother's death. And then the parentheses never actually end. I mean, the quote, yeah, no, the, the, the parentheses, excuse me. Uh, the Vision refuses the Grim Reaper's offer. Nevertheless, the villain gives him a medallion that will put them into direct contact should the Vision change his mind. The Vision returns to Avengers Mansion, where the Scarlet Witch is prepared for monitor duty. She is once again confronted by Hawkeye, who professes his love for her again and makes an advance that the Vision walks in on, un unbeknownst to Clint or Wanda. He well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yes? I... Oh, okay. I guess we'll get back to that. He departs hmm. before he can hear the Scarlet Witch rebuff Hawkeye's advances. In outer space, the Sentinels are returning from their attempt to destroy the sun in a warped plan to prevent further mutations. Their return is reported on the news, causing Quicksilver to reflect on his and Wanda's last encounter with the mutant hunting robots. Wanda informs her teammates that she is going for an evening stroll in Central Park. While the other Avengers attend to personal matters, the Vision gazes at her from a window and therefore sees a Sentinel approaching her. Vision engages the Sentinel alone while Jarvis informs the other Avengers of the brewing trouble. The Avengers attack, but their powers are little, of little effect against the robot, which escapes with Wanda via an ultra-linear leap. As the Avengers plan how to rescue Wanda, Quicksilver angri angrily pushes them away, because they were unable to prevent the Sentinel from taking Wanda in the first place. The story is continued into the next issue. Now, it is worth mentioning, which I skipped over, the writers on this are credited as Roy Thomas and Chris Claremont. I think Chris Claremont was working as an intern at this point. It's hmm. penciled by Rich Buckler, inked by Joe Sinnott. Coloring is uncredited, and the lettering is Sam Rosen. Hmm. So now we can take a look at this. Right off the bat, the splash page shows the vision, you know, walking in the streets of Manhattan, and you're viewing him from around the corner of a building, I guess. And you could see on the side closest to you, there's a shadowy figure who has a switchblade in his hands. That's that's that looks more like a switchblade scimitar. <laughs> yes, the, it does. The curve of that blade. Yeah, well, and the blade is also about one and a half times the length yeah, of the uh, of the, of the, the handle. The handle, so it would not fold into it. So you know what? Maybe, perhaps it's not a switchblade. 
it's a mini scimitar because of that big honking blade. So he comes around the corner, and the dude with the knife kind of jumps him from behind, grabs him around the neck, and holds the uh, knife up to his throat. and says, okay, you in the yellow raincoat, hold still or you've had it. And then the, dude, the guy with him says, cut him, JC. I want to hear that fancy dance squeal. So it's not even, you know, just totally for money. It's like these are just sadistic guys. Yeah. Uh, and, on a quick side note, uh, I always like this co- costume for the Vision. Have you seen the um, trailers for WandaVision? I've seen the trailer from, like, the, the original trailer, if there's an updated one now. I because think there was another this, one that we're just about came two months in. away from the show being posted on uh, Disney Plus. Yeah, well, it's speculated that they're dressed in Halloween costumes. So the one in the in the trailer, if you look kind of close, it's a little wonky. Oh, but the Scarlet Witch one, mm, it's my favorite Scarlet Witch costume. Just gotta say, I'll be back in forty-five seconds. Anyway, so are sadistic uh, muggers. Well, they're not even muggers. They're just mean, mean men. But yeah, he doesn't even, uh, he doesn't stop him. He just basically, I don't want to say he runs, but he's like, he's just has no time for them to even take them out for now. And he just passes right through the wall down an alley into the frozen food locker. Yeah, so these two guys basically get away with this crap that they're doing. For now. Because uh, we'll see them ooh, a couple pages later. So then we cut here. Yeah, he comes into the frozen food locker where he meets up with the Grim Reaper. And he says, uh, what is it? I sense I am not alone. Stand forth from the shadows or else. And the guy's actually got, the Grim Reaver's got the good response. He says, no need for melodramatics between us. <laughs> but then he calls him yeah. my dear vision. And, I, and of yeah. course, I picture Trelane's voice saying that. My dear vision. Dear vision. <laughs> we have nothing to hide from each other, have we? You, with that unsigned letter came, I have suspected that it was the Grim Reaper who summoned you. <laughs> I'm just making him way too pompous. Not at all. Not all that astute of you, you know. Who else should ask you to meet him alone in this godforsaken place but your beloved brother? I mean, he's he's pretty much insane, but they I don't think they portray him as quite insane enough. Really? Well, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, it, it I, I mean, it feels I'm, like other than the fact that he thinks Vision is his brother, that that he is uh, that he does think he's you know well like he, he's on one warm. hand he well I mean on one hand he thinks the Vision is his brother on the other hand he blames the Avengers for his brother's death. I mean, sometimes he's like, you're an abomination, but now you're my, you know, Oh, but you're my brother and I want to help you. I think he's just wants to get what he thinks is his brother's brain out of the vision and stick it in 
his his brother's dead body to reanimate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's his that's his goal. Yeah, I mean later we'll uh, I mean down the road Grim Reaper gets even darker. Yeah, but for now I mean now he's just, I don't think he's quite he's crazy your, enough. Yeah, he's just like borderline crazy. It's not quite you know. He's still a bad, bad man. You know, I don't remember. Is he actually missing his hand, or is it just inside that scythe? I don't know. I, 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 you know what? I don't know. I don't remember ever seeing. Like I don't remember him his hand get cut off like claw. But was claw actually missing his hand? I think he was. Well, I guess he reacts crazy enough because. Uh... You know, Vision calls him, you know, says, surely you're as mad as ever. And he's, mad? Did you say mad? Don't call me that, Vision. Don't ever call me that. So he, he is acting a little nuts. Yeah. So I, I, I take back my previous criticism. Yeah, he's a little high strung. Now, but it's interesting on this page, on, on the, what, we're on page four here. Uh, the Vision uses his, you know, his eye heat beams towards him. And... The uh, Reaper hey, actually stops them with the scythe. Which Were is we looking strange. for something that showed where he was using his heat vision and we couldn't find his eye vision? What was it? Remember we had no, that no, discussion no, We did have the discussion and, and the confusion was, the was I always saw him using it from his eyes. That's and right. you and, and Scott said, said no, he could use it from the gem. And I didn't ever oh. remember doing that, but then you found it and showed me one. Yeah, where he's like heating a cup of coffee. Or something? Yeah, it was something like that. I don't even remember. <laughs> but, but clearly he could do it either way. I think it's just, what, I, I think what, it's just inconsistent artwork, so if you ask me. I'm but. trying to remember what the Grim Reaper shot from his scythe. Was it, quote-unquote, death rays or just force bolts? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's, let's see, actually, if I go to his wiki page. Uh, where is he? Grim Reaper? see if they have a description here and it says early years eric williams the brother of simon williams who was later known as wonder man was born in patterson new jersey much like lou costello eric was always the black sheep of the family his mother martha would tell him that he was born bad then going martha down, why'd you say that name <laughs> oh sorry martha uh, say martha here we go uh learning of simon's death eric was inflamed with guilt and anger through his magia, he contacted the Tinkerer, who provided him his scythe weapon. Taking the name the Grim Reaper, he defeated the Avengers, but was beaten by a surprise appearance of the Black Panther. It doesn't actually say Sorry. whether Joking he lost on some his Mountain Dew. I just pictured the, uh, the Black Panther going, surprise! See, I can just make myself laugh. Nothing happens when I look in the mirror. Then I, cry. I would need the Ohatmu page probably to see, but uh, I don't. I don't have that. So moving forward, uh, he absorbs the, the vision's heat rays, which just doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> and he basically says, "As you could see, you cannot defeat me. Thus, will you join me instead, my brother?" And the vision's like, why do you persist on calling me your brother? How could you think we can ever be more than implacable foes? And that's when he uses his scythe to have Varoosh. some type of beams 
to, to Z- melt the wall. Zerush. Zerush. Behold, vision, the lifeless yet long preserved body of one Simon Williams, one scald wonder man. As you well know, it is his brain patterns which form the basis of your own artificial mind. He was my brother. And so, like it or not, are you. Join me and I can transfer your present brain into that body and make it live again. And I will pause for a drink. (laughs) And then Vision says, no, it isn't possible. But it is possible, isn't it? Just conceivably. And so the Vision hesitates, probes his inner depths, tries to recall what it was like to be human and cannot. And then he thinks of the girl. (laughs) And the Grim Reaper says, I see you're mulling it over, dear brother. Well, Wait, you don't mull too above my head? <laughs> he could see, yeah, he could see the, the, the thought balloon with Scarlet Witch's face in it. Mm-hmm. Don't mull too long, size. even my patience is not without limits. I'll just make it easy on you, just to expedite matters. I won't expect you to help me destroy the Avengers, merely to stand, stand aside and do nothing while I annihilate them. Assuming what you've told me is true... Reaper, what prevents me from capturing you here and now, then seizing my former human shell? Uh. The brother of an inventive genius like Simon Williams is not without resources, you know. Take the body with my blessings, but half an hour from now it will disintegrate before your startled eyes. In short, it's booby-trapped to the hilt. Touch me and you remain an android forever. Now, I call, now, realistically, bull- I, I call is, bullshit that, on that. Yeah, isn't that kind of a, a bogus argument? Because he's kind of ready to be... He, he spent this long keeping his brother's body alive, and now he's, oh yeah, it's booby-trapped. Yeah, but bullshit. I call shenanigans. Well, Do I, it. I, th- I think both things are, are true there. I think I think it's... I, I don't buy that, that the Grim Reaper would do that, and I also don't buy that the Vision... You know, he, he's been... This android, you know, his whole time he's come to grips with what he is, I believe. So I don't think he would be that tempted by it. Now, okay, his o- opening statement there. The brother of an inventive genius like Simon Williams is not without resources, you know. Mm-hmm. What does that have to do with the other? I'm the brother of an inventive genius like unless maybe – his resources were from Simon's inventive genius, I guess. Maybe. maybe. I don't know. And I, th- I think maybe to, it's financially. To, I don't know. May, I, I guess it would have to be because it wouldn't be anything. It would have to be financial resources. But then what does that have to do with the booby trap? He paid for a booby trap? It's almost like he's hinting that my brother was so smart. And I'm smart because of it. And I booby-trapped the body. I don't know. Maybe I'm just reading it the wrong way. It's a little muddled. I, you know. Oh, it's just a little... Say, the, the, the I've sc- created or I've paid for a booby trap on the body. The scheme is a, a little c- thin. <laughs> yeah. And going on with the story, the vision starts to walk away and he comes back out into the, the alleyway where these two idiots are still standing there. Yeah, in but fact, he gives him that. In fact, that, that was that their plan. Really, 
he gives him that really hip, you know, Grim Reaper medallion with the skull and the crossbones on it. Yeah. Like, nobody will ever notice that hanging around his neck. Hey, Vision, where'd you get that? Ah, oh, it's nothing. Pay no attention to the medallion. <laughs> I just thought it, it looked cool. <laughs> but a trinket. But so, this, this, the, the guy with the knife says, See, Al, I told you that the sucker would be back if we just stuck it out a while. Now, what in their minds is making them think it was worth waiting, considering the fact that he just walked right through them the last time? I don't know. I mean, And again, he threatens to cut him with the knife. But this time they say he looks meaner. Well, He's an android. He's got no emotions. Mm-hmm. And then he does the phasing and you know puts puts his arms into each of them and then I guess solidifies partially. But you know, surprisingly, they're still standing there. They're they're in they're pain still, clearly, but they're still standing. Yeah, he, yeah. He yeah. takes out supervillains with that move. Yeah. Well, maybe he pulled his punch a little. I don't know. Normal humans, you would think it wouldn't, you know, it would, uh, you would think it would incapacitate them, you know, beyond just, you know, being in pain. Well, I mean, you know, if something partially solidifies inside your body, you know, you're going to like, you could, like, if he did it through the heart, you could maybe temporarily stop the heart, cut off the blood flow, maybe. You could temporarily you know. die. <laughs> temporarily. Oh, and then we have the uptown girl. Up of this girl, uptown girl. She's been wearing her scarlet clothes. So after the vision incapacitates these two dudes, then we cut to the Scarlet Witch coming out of the shower. Now this this summer seems to be a uh, wow. something I've seen a little bit with the with the Black Widow a couple of times where they've had this because they they show. Uh, they show her coming out. She's got a towel wrapped around her body, a red towel, of course. And of course. she's got another one, you know, wrapped around her head like women do when they come out of the shower. Well, um, my wife does it all the time. But then the next the next panel shows her, you know, in, in you know the darkness, and it's clearly her from behind. And her upper body does not have any towel on it. But, you know, but her you, lower body does. Unless she she's still just has a towel on the lower body. Well, you know, I guess it's kind of dropping down because she's got her arms in the air like she just don't care. Yeah, what? And it just just her hips are so big it caught the towel no, again. It, it Maybe in the process of, of dropping. Maybe she had two towels on. I'm thinking no, but, you know, you never know. So then the next shot after that, she's back in her full Scarlet Witch regalia and she's being approached by Hawkeye. And this is when Hawkeye had stopped being Goliath, but hadn't gone back to his original costume. He kind of had the, uh, I don't even know what you'd call this one. It was almost like a Robin Hood kind of thing. Danny Robin Hood. That's more like sideshow performer. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, but of course, we always got to remember, everybody loves Wanda. And Hawkeye loves everybody. But you know, I had forgot when I said earlier, hey, wait a minute, I forgot that Hawkeye had a thing for her here because I kind of remember um, after she had you – know, I've never read fully that series, so I could could be wrong in that too. But a- after she uh, – after Avenger 
disassembled, disassembled, and then the Avengers were reformed again, and then House of M and things like that. Wanda went away for a while in the Children's Crusade, and then I think she brought back Hawkeye, and he fell in love with her. And I, I mean, I know Captain America at one point had a thing for. Her. It's just like, oh God. I mean, yeah, just because she's the only woman on the team regularly, everybody's gonna, oh Wanda. I mean, I'm, you know, I, 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 I like Wanda too. <laughs> so he, I'm, I'm, I'm just as bad. He, you know, he just kind of gets aggressive and kisses her, uh, and the Vision sees it and turns around and walks away, and it says emo, emo Vision. It says, "Who knows? Maybe there really are three homeless old maids called Fates who spin and weave the moments of a man's life, or of an android's." If so, they must have a very wicked sense of humor. Yes, very wicked indeed. And then Hawkeye says, as as the vision is out of ear range, the vision says, uh, Huh? What's with you, girl? I kissed you, but you weren't kissing back. That's what I tried Misogyny. to tell you. Misogyny. <laughs> there can never be anything with it between us. I'm already in love with the vision. And, of course, the vision is out of ear range at that point. Isn't this a scene we would see in the 80s in like every John Hughes movie? <laughs> right? Oh, it's a high school thing. Yeah, kiss me, babe. And then like, the you know, the the brooding guy comes in and sees it and uh, runs away and then the woman, you know, breaks away and slaps the other guy. I don't love you. I love him. I love Bob. I, I, I love Bob. I don't love you. Bob from accounting. Yeah. Oh, it's you, Bob. So then we go to Starcore One, which I guess is supposed to be uh, Skylab. Uh, maybe. Uh, well, yeah, it hadn't fallen yet, so. With Doctor Peter yeah. Corbeau. This now, this is a Starcore One. That is a. I'm pretty sure that's a Chris Claremont. Uh, creation because that was uh well you know what hold on let me he back used, that he up he used dr corbo in the x-men when he uh when he first but did he write because the first time i remember Starcore one was in uh the phoenix but was chris claremont writing back then yes yes len ween only did the uh introduction and like basically. that was like x-men 107 106 no 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 Starcore uh, one they went up uh with the, with the they had the Sentinels in issue ninety eight. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. And it was one hundred one when the Phoenix was created. One hundred one, okay. she becomes but, the Phoenix. Yes, one hundred seven. But was Chris Claremont writing then? I think we have. Uh, the, the oh, Star that was the M. Cron. Yeah, one hundred seven was the M. Cron Crystal, maybe. Yeah, I believe so. Hmm. But this is not X Men Spotlight. Sorry. How did these Sentinels come out of the sun? Come on. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how, I what, mean, what what substance on Earth would survive a trip to the sun without melting. I mean, I know they weren't in the sun, but didn't they supposedly go into the sun? They went right up to the sun, which would be enough to melt it. Yeah, like even in orbit around the sun. I mean, they're pretty damn close. I mean... Never mind, I can't find a segue to the Children of the Sun song by Billy Thorpe, so I'll just sing it anyway. Children of the Sun, Children of the Sun. 
Anyway. What? You don't remember that song? No, that one I don't know. What? Are you serious? People round in the world. I don't remember the words, so I'm just doing like the, the you know. Children of the sun. Children of the sun. You don't remember that song? No. Oh, come on. You're just yanking the chain. Who's it by? Billy Thorpe. Okay. Yeah, no, I don't know it. It 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 starts off, and it's like it's got this in the background while he's playing the guitar opening. See, now I'm gonna have to look it up on YouTube. Are you looking up? No. Ah, ah. I'm gonna have to grab it and post it. In our chat. I know you've heard. You, come on, man. You were alive when this song came out. I don't know it. Maybe if I heard it by somebody who did it closer, a closer rendition it? to reality than what you did, because maybe maybe you're just not doing it justice. I don't know. If if I play something, will it come over your radio? I don't thing? know. I don't think so. All right. Here's a version. Skip the ads. Get out. Children of the Sun, original version from the album Children of the Sun. Oh yeah, it's got a big long, like instrumental type opening with sound effects, and then another. Okay, just oh yeah, there we go. All right, sorry, I'll uh. Copy it. People of the <laughs> Children of the Sun. Children of the Sun. Children of the Sun. There you go. Now you can look it up, and then you know everybody's listening to the show going, oh my god. Uh, when did we'll, this we'll come worry out? about that later. Let's go let's let's go back to this. What? So doc, Dr. Kobo sees that uh, there's something going on. Uh, and then we cut to the the Sentinels actually coming out, coming from the sun. Coming from the sun. Yes, they are. And, and then it gets notified to Doctor to Doctor General Thunderbolt Ross. Doctor General. I started to say Doctor. Okay. Correcting myself to like, General. What? It's not that. Oh, wait. Starcore 1 was first introduced in Hulk 148, right? And it says Stan, right? Question mark, Stan? Okay. I did I not know that. I if Chris Claremont had anything to do with that. Mm. So now we have the uh, the Avengers sitting around the TV watching the news. <laughs> and you have Hawkeye. Now he's sitting in a chair, and he's got the quiver on his back. That cannot be comfortable. <laughs> It's always prepared. Ah. Yeah. Though officials deny it, there would seem to be something out there, and whatever it is, it's heading our way from out of the sun. I shouldn't quick. Shouldn't Quicksilver like know right away what this is? Because wasn't he involved with that? I mean, I guess he eventually. I don't know if he was involved in the ultimate 
resolution of the problem, though. Uh, well, no, because he's saying, uh, well, I don't know. He's thinking in a flashback. He Oh, he already he sped back to the year 1969. That's the year I was born. What do you know? But yeah, so there's uh they're watching TV. Uh yeah, and that's when Pietro has the flashback. Uh Starcore one they cut to Larry Trisk in the in the flashback who had the most grooving medallion ever. Yeah. Which actually worked into the story. Was that X Men so that was that uh Neil Adams? Yeah. Ah, yes. X-Men 57 57? to 59. Oh, yeah. That's such a... That's such a... I know this is not an (laughs) X-Men spotlight, but that is such a stark change in the art back then. When you're reading... When you go and you hit the Neil Adams stuff, it's like, whoa! Mind blown. Holy crap. (laughs) <laughs> so. and but they also have uh i just i think it's interesting that that it cuts to they they mention the you know how the beast has transformed and i guess that's just uh-huh. a uh maybe cross promotion because it doesn't really seem to have anything to do with the story well it's you know it true but this is all stuff that's going on in pietro's head he's thinking about this Mm-hmm. And and remember, his mind, much like his body, could go faster in going from topic to topic than we could. So maybe I'm just I'm gonna no prize it that way. Here okay. comes Wanda with her streetwalker outfit on. I mean, come on. Well, I get it is the '70s, so I guess if you want to wear a mink coat with. Uh, you know, mid-calf link boots and a short mini skirt with an open halter, you know, an open exposed uh, top. Yeah. <laughs> Float your boat. Yeah, that works. But that that is, yeah, I mean, I guess people, you know, were wearing sexy outfits in this time. You know, this is the era of mini skirts. Although Pietro's like, you're going to dress like that? She's like, you promised not to mother me anymore, remember? Besides, the day of the day that Scarlet Witch can't fend off a mugger, even the police had better hire bodyguards. Bye, Jarvis. Don't wait up. Good evening, Miss Wanda. And then Pietro's like, Vision, perhaps she will listen to you. Tell her not to. No, Pietro. It is not my place to meddle in the way of humans. What can an android claim to know about such things? And then Thor, beneath thine icy exterior, Avenger, thou art seeming to be a pussy. I mean, excuse me. <laughs> Far too sensitive. So, yeah. so, so the Scarlet Witch goes You off. may have to bleep that, Paul. <laughs> Was, what, what does he say? Iron Man says, I, for one, have an early bird date with Tony Stark. A little weird. I don't know if I would... Okay. I don't think I would quite term it that way, but whatever. 
since it's himself, I, I guess that's... Uh, yeah, but he is supposed to be his bodyguard, so... I know, yeah. Anyway. I don't know if I'd call it a date, though. But whatever. Just date to me seems to... You know, the connotation I get with the date is there's romance involved. Uh, so it's it's just a little, you know, strange. Mm. Uh, so they show the vision standing at the window, watching as Wanda walks out, and... I guess she's she's just out for a breath of air at this point because she's just kind of walking around. And in but the then, background, you you can hear uh, Peter Gabriel in your eyes, the light. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but you, I think it's kind of cool. Like you see her walking, and the angle is kind of you know an upshot. So silhouetted on the moon, you see. A vague figure, which is clearly a sentinel from our perspective, but you wouldn't, you know, if you didn't know the sentinels were coming, you wouldn't even, you know, realize what that is. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you have the vision back cut to him and he sees it and it's still very, very small, very far away. But his eyes are probably a little bit better. Well, it says whose electric cell eyes need no moon to see by another whose brains sifts the situation in a moment and does not like what it deduces is Jarvis summon the others at once tell them the park Jarvis tell them the park yeah but you know what's um, maybe I'm reading too much into it or maybe giving somebody too too much credit is that the view from where Wanda is the figure is silhouetted in front of the moon the view where vision is at He's seeing it, and it's not silhouetted by the moon, and at a different flying at a different angle. So you know it would show they would be in two different locations, and that you know, like they could have just as easily put that thing in the same exact, like just cheated on the art and just moved that bubble over, hmm. and and not, you know what I'm saying, right? Yep. So it's a minor touch, but I thought it was interesting. And so he we cut to the back to the park and you see she's sitting on the park bench and behind her you see it you know giant wait 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 leg. oh you you didn't let me to bootleg yeah. no oh <laughs> bootleg that's funny too but i was like sitting on a park bench dun, 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 eyeing sentinels with bad intent dun, 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 dun. hey scarlet witch no so. <laughs> So she turns around. Now, now I don't like the fact what? that she's like a damsel in distress. She's got, like, incredibly powerful mutant energies. And all she does is put up her, ah. you know, her put, hand. Put, yeah, put up her hands and, and scream. And then he, she gets picked up. And now her arms are still free when she's being held by the Sentinel, which means she could still, you know, do her direct her powers with them thing. Mm-hmm. But what's funny is this this almost became an Austin Powers gag because the three scenes up to Wanda getting grabbed, it says, you know, you've got the bootleg behind her, but Axe, and then then says, perhaps, and it shows the full Sentinel, two, and then we cut to Captain America saying, late! <laughs> it's almost like... The yeah, it's a little, bit, little bit of a strange... It's like, what? What? A little bit of a tra strange transition there. Because he's like, late, Avengers, but that cross-down traffic isn't... Hey, where's everybody going? 
Out, Shield Slinger. Jarvis just clued us in. There's trouble in the park with Wanda. Is there a fish called Wanda there, too? <laughs> the Vision's already scooted, oh, scooted over there. And so has Pietro. And, he and scooted. If, if, if John Wilson was saying this, he, he would have skadooshed over there. Skadoosh. That seems to be one of his favorite words. <laughs> Skadoosh. No, stay back. He's a sentinel. He can adapt in matter of seconds. Then he forced his hurt against him. No, you that, can't isn't, stop isn't him. That no not one true. can. Isn't isn't it that like you could defeat them, but then the other ones learn from that defeat? That's what I thought. The the other ones like learn and adapt, but that you know you could defeat one, you just can't defeat the next one the same way. Yeah, but almost like they Borg. scan them. They scan them and realize they say, hmm. Oh, you know what? Wait a minute. Okay, he did know his origin, right? Here? Because we're what? one oh Vision? Yeah. That Ultron had created him? Yeah, he knew that. But, but this is before he knew... he knew that he was the Human Torch. Well, look what it says there. X-Ray Visiprobe reveals three decades vintage later modification by addition of a solar battery. So it's already being hinted to. Hinted that he was... Yeah. Because three decades from 1972 would be 1942. 42, 52, 60. Yeah. Ah, I never noticed this before. I did that, know. I did that know that they sentence. hinted to it, but I didn't remember that it was in here. And it says, and that's that's how well that's how they would know to defeat him. Says deduction: a simple siphoning off of residual solar charge should suffice. <laughs> And then meanwhile, Quicksilver does his, you know, like cannonball thing, but he just bounces off the back of its head. But Pietro's encountered the uh, Sentinels before, so they should know how to defeat him. This is report. Second mutant striking me from behind thoroughly ineffectually. Then you'll be struck again, monster, and again until you fall. Yeah. So, you know, then... uh, you know, it looks like you know the Vision is struggling to uh, regain his feet, and uh, says, "Only by cold calculation may we hope to confuse the creature, defeat him." And then the rest of the Avengers are all coming, which is Captain America, Thor, Iron Man, and Quicksilver, and uh, Hawkeye, rather. Yeah. And the Vision gets swatted, literally swat. Swatted to the bottom of, uh, I guess, whatever lake lake or pond is in Central Park. Splash. The android Uh, will trouble me no more for nunce and now. For the nunce and now. For the nunce? The nunce. I don't think I've ever ever heard the word nunce. Hmm. Must be an English thing. Andy, you'll have to write in and tell us. So they they do... uh, you know, they do the Avengers assemble, and they're all attacking. Captain America's throwing his shield at it. Katang. Quicksilver's uh, running around him. Hawkeye's shooting an arrow. And Thor and Iron Man are just kind of flying. Ooh. <laughs> Meanwhile, the, uh, the Sentinel says, my mission here is completed. It is time to depart with the mutant, with the female mutant. Now, why is he specifically targeting her and not Quicksilver? 
And he actually says, if, if we cannot stop you, then you must take me with you. Yeah. The Sentinel says, my orders called for one mutant and, on, and one only. It's like duck season, rabbit season. I, I don't, don't, me, I don't actually me. understand the logic there. I don't know. I guess we're going to have to find out next issue because I don't remember why either, unless it's because after they spent all their time hanging out in the sun and realized maybe the uh, now I could be misremembering this. Did they need Wanda's power to change the mutation of the, how the sun? Re- I, I don't know. I really don't remember. So well, it just takes off and it's gone. They don't. They, they don't. I don't understand. I get, it says it goes for an ultra linear leap, and then it, it's almost like it teleports somewhere, I, or it goes yeah. into a wormhole or something, because it's just gone. Science. And it says, uh, Cap says, gone, just like some sort of space-time warp. And Iron Man says, what was that, Pietro? You seem to recognize it. And Quicksilver says, a sentinel. Once before, its breed sought to capture all mutants. Still, they never had the power to simply vanish. Wait a minute. I think it's because, remember, we peeked into the next, uh, I think it's one of the, hmm... I don't know. Are they harnessing mutants and using their powers? Not that I'm aware of. But we'll, you know, we'll eventually get to the next issue. Maybe they will explain it then. Mm. And while this is going on, you know, the uh, the Vision manages to crawl his way out of the lake. Uh, and, you know, they, they let him know that, that uh, the Sentinel disappeared with Wanda. As for you, Pietro, you mustn't blame yourself for what happened. Why would he blame himself? <laughs> Wait a minute, Cap doesn't know what a Sentinel is? No, I guess, you know, the X-Men aren't, you know, mainstream heroes, so I guess they wouldn't exchange information. Oh, Iron Man doesn't recognize it either. Yeah. Quicksilver says, keep away from me, Steve Rogers. All of you, I want no part of your moronic plans. What good did precious Avenger plans do Wanda when one lone Sentinel came for her? They call you the Mighty Avengers. What a joke. Perhaps the biggest joke of all. When my sister's life might have hung in the balance, you could do nothing. Nothing! Oh, come on. you got to yell that harder than that. Nothing. Nothing! Vision. Vision. I I think, you know, Vision still kind of hates Pietro, though, because he's like, come, my friends. Pietro will join us in his own good time. (laughs) Will I, Android? Will I really? He might have just said, bye-bye. Bye-bye. And Pietro's response is, will I, Android? Will I really? No, I will find Wanda myself. Do you hear me? I, Pietro, shall track the Sentinels to their lair. And when I have them tracked down, I'll, I'll, and he drops to his knees. This is a real Richard Gere, I got nowhere else to go moment. <laughs> right? Mayonnaise. And when I track them down, oh, oh. Pietro I mayonnaise. <laughs> I got nothing. I got nowhere else to go. Or Pietro. I got nowhere else to go! I got nowhere else to go! I got nothing else. I guess the vision was Luke Gossett Jr. <laughs> so, what do you think? Uh, you know, it's been a long, long, long time since I've read this. Like, 
We're talking decades. So uh, I would a lot say of that's this probably I have true for, for me as well. I have forgotten, you know, because this is early on. I was, I mean, when I was collecting the Avengers, uh, I started in like the around somewhere up in the two thirties. I think was when I started to collect them, and then started working my way back, and then following as it went forward. So back then, these issues weren't as expensive as they are now. So like for a long time, I had gaps and holes, and I didn't know how certain storylines got to other places. So it's possible I might not have even read this, to be honest with you. I mean, I thought, I might have just flipped through it, but I don't think I did. I, I, I just don't know. I would really like to sit down one day and do a complete read through the entire Avengers. But, well, that's like 500 plus just on – I mean 500 issues just on – Volume one, let alone all the subsequent volumes that keep coming out. What are we at? Like volume seven now? Um, the most recent yeah. thing was was Moon Knight captured and stole all the Avengers powers because the Fist of Kenoshu or Kenoshu, whatever the uh, Egyptian Kanshu. Really? Yeah. You mean I've been calling it Kenoshu all these years for now? Was I wrong? I could be wrong. I don't know, but I always thought it was Kanshu. No. God bless you. So, um, so he stole like the, he stole Thor's hammer. He stole, basically he stole everybody's power. And in the Kenoshu, whatever it is, however you say, whatever, basically took over the world and was trying to defeat Mephisto, like killing different multiverse versions of Mephisto. So there was like a Western Mephisto. There was like a caveman Mephisto there. And they were just killing all these different versions of Mephisto because Mephisto's Mephisto's coming. And Howard Stark is his minion. Don't ask. I don't, that's all I know what's going on right now. This is, this is currently you're saying current, current, current. Apparently Howard Stark made a deal with Mephisto. Maybe apparently, which Tony Stark met Mephisto because Tony Stark was thrown back into a cave with scraps. And, um, (laughs) Uh, was thrown back to the Stone Age like one million years ago and met Mephisto in a cave down by the river. And, uh, I, I, yeah. By the river. I was doing Chris Farley. I shot my baby. I was doing Neil Young. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know Neil Young, but you don't know Billy Thorpe, Children of the Sun. Okay. Make me searching for a heart of gold, and I'm getting old. Bow, 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 bow. But this is not a Neil Young podcast. I thought it was. <laughs> so uh, let's read this one. All right, cover. Covers Rich Buckler, right? Yeah, Buckler yes. and Sinnet. Yep. Um. Well, I mean, I think we kind of discussed it before. Uh, so I'll just go straight to the grade. I like these old covers, and I don't mind the border stuff. Um, wow, this we totally like left behind the whole Wonder Man plot. This is like, this is a weird issue. It's almost like it's cut in half. With two mm-hmm. separate stories. So, but uh, sorry, I, I kind of like that in this one, though. 
it's I'm weird. Not always a, it's I'm not... not always a fan of that, but in this instance, I kind of like that it goes two different places and it kind of leaves two different Dovetails things the to other. follow up yeah. on. So, uh, but but cover, uh, I'll give it an A. I'll give the cover an A. I'm going to be slightly more critical, and I'm just going to say a B plus. I think it's really good. I just don't think it quite reaches the A level. Mm. Okay. Interior art. Uh, don't really notice any. May. Well, I'm I'm scanning real quick. Uh, I don't really see any inconsistencies or things that go. Mm, that's kind of wonky. Ooh, I don't like that. I mean, everybody's. Looks good, you know. A lot of detail. Even the flashback looks pretty cool. There's actually like little smoke, like Pietro's th- uh, Pietro's thinking. Uh, I I gotta give the art. No, he's not. I'm not saying there's smoke because he's thinking, like thought clouds or whatever. Uh, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the art an A as well. I'm gonna agree with you on the interior art. I think this is an A book. I think this is Rich Buckler really. Uh, doing a you know real nice job, and and Joe Sinnott is one of the best inkers. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, he's one of the best inkers who, you know, makes the book look like nice and you know smooth without overly putting his own style on people. Although he does kind of bring it to the uh, the house style a little. But I think I think the combination really works well here. I think that, that the artwork in here is just really solid. And like you say, I don't I, I look through it and I, I don't see any panel where I think what the heck is going on there or you know the the you know the, the what you call it the bodies look weird or anything like that. I think the anatomy is good. I think the perspective is good. I think the storytelling is good. So I'm I'm with you on an A. So the story. So you know the story, uh, the page length is only 20 pages. Yeah, I'm not surprised. But so we get uh, – and almost the first half literally is um, wa- is Vision, Grim Reaper, and the Wanda tri- – you know, and Hawkeye Triangle is wrapped up in the first nine pages. And then we start the Sentinel story – Coming out of the sun for like two pages, three pages, if you count the news reports. And, and but it feels like there's so much more here and it's only 20 pages. But again, that's because of the panel size. Not every other page is a damn splash page, splash page. But like we covered a few episodes ago, you could have a book with a lot of story and still have nothing but splash pages with that episode, that issue we covered of Marvel Fanfare. So, but there's just a lot of story here, and I like it, even though I can't fully remember where it's going. So I'm going to give it an A. And I am also going to once again agree with you. I think the story is really cool. I like, in this instance, I like the split uh, of the two stories being told. I like the fact that both of them kind of leave us hanging as to where they're going to go. And I just... You know, I felt very compelled as it went along, so I'm going to say an A as well. And even though I only gave the cover a B plus, I'm going overall A. Yep, I agree. Well, you'd have a tough time going with anything else since you gave all three A's. <laughs> well, yeah, I agree with your it's, it's uh, A A A, and overall, I'll give it a D. <laughs> <laughs>
I was agreeing with your, uh, yeah. Gotcha. I, I, I was going to I, I had a word and I forgot it. Evaluation. Did I say evaluation before? You didn't, but. It's oh, a good that word. was the word I was thinking. It's a good then word. Because then I was try, trying to say consternation, but I'm like, no, I don't even know if that's really a word, Bill. Or constipation. But, uh, consternation is a word. I just don't think it's uh, being I used in think... its proper context. No, which would be, which is usually what I do. Consternation would be something that would, like, bother you or upset you. It would be to your consternation. I believe, unless I'm, unless my definition is in, <laughs> is, is in error. Anyway, that'll do it for this week's confusion. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Adios. Bye-bye. See ya. Ciao. Arrivederci. Aloha. And all such stuff like that. Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back-issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at bins at twotruefreaks.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of Demanzo Corps of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Please take a moment to stop by the twotruefreaks.com site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Nah, that sucks.